Hello and welcome to episode 143 of the Perth to Paisley podcast, a podcast dedicated to Heart and Midlothian Football Club. Hearts were hammered at home 4-1 by Celtic at Tynecastle on Sunday and joining me, Adam Kennedy, to talk about the latest dire defeat is Daniel McIver. What's happening, mate? Oh, what? What's the point? I can't be arsed. I've got a sore head and it's not related to watching the highlights back, but maybe it is. Maybe that's the cause of it. What This is going to be an interesting one, isn't it? Define interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually, because I think, obviously, I've seen a lot of people messing with me like, oh, I can't wait for the anger and stuff like that. But we were speaking about it just before we came on. Apathy is more the word. Instead of anger, it's apathy, which is the most damning indictment of where we are but generally in life i'm doing good how are you that's what that's good mate I'm, I'm glad to hear that at least um what is it is it lincoln park i'm so numb yeah 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 uh, that's that should just be playing oh, i'll play numb at the start yeah. of this and we'll <laughs> just, get sued but fuck it just play that for an hour just yeah. don't, don't listen to us just i hope i hope that lincoln park is currently overlapping us yep um yeah oh, yeah that noise, that noise you just did there, that, uh, yeah, is basically what the fan base has been for the last four days. But even, like, even life, like, I, I, I hate this time of year. Oh, see, this is my favourite time of year, oh, so I'm loving life. I hate life. it so much. See, like, Halloween, and then you come into Christmas and all this. Oh, crap. I prefer oh, Halloween crap. to Christmas. Oh, you're joking. Uh, Halloween's, like, my favourite thing oh, my in the God. world. You're I love it. it. Absolutely love it. Can we speak about that for an hour instead? Can we speak about like who, which is better, Halloween or Christmas? Speak about, speak about Halloween if you want. I'm giving you the floor here. Convince me why Halloween is a good good occasion. It's so much better because you, it's the start of the colder time, but it's not like minging. It's not January, February where there's nothing to look forward to. November, January, horrible. and February are the three worst months of the year. No, October, November and December, autumn is class, right? Autumn's class. September, October, November November is class. And then horror films, you can accept, society accepts you watching them all the time. (laughs) So that's, that's fine. I like dark stuff. So you're written off for the other nine months. Yeah, but it's weird if you apparently watch them in June. But no, this is, you're fully allowed to. Gothic stuff, dark, weird stuff, that's all class. All right. Um, I, I and that what, gothic darkness was very much how I felt coming out of Tin Castle at the end of the game. I, I I didn't on Sunday. I was I was at a, a sportsman's brunch for the mighty right. Athletic on Sunday. I went with my dad, uh, a Hibs mate of ours, and uh, and my sister's boyfriend. So it was actually uh, it was actually good. Met met John Robertson. Robo was there. Um, Mickey. Weir what was the fuck? Hold on. You yeah. were having this day as the rest of us. We're sat 20 minutes know, in going, should we leave? No, I, I, was, I was getting the updates on my mobile and I was just, I was simultaneously depressed but absolutely loving John Gagan who was just absolutely hilarious. Uh, but those other two decent speakers as well. Um, but yeah, I... Well, imagine being there, mate. Yeah, imagine I, being there. Yeah, I, I, I had a great time of the weekend till Sunday afternoon and I saw the scores come in. Um <laughs> But we'll talk about Saturday afternoon first and foremost because yeah. you you alluded to 
you know, the grim weather, um, <laughs> the horrible yep. conditions, um, and the cinch felt the full brunt of that with yep. half their fixtures called off. Um, so with three postponements, only two Saturday games went ahead. Uh, the first of which came at Rugby Park. That saw Kilmarnock pick up a much-needed victory over Livingston uh, by three goals to one. And the other was the other Edinburgh versus Glasgow clash, yep. this time in Govan as Rangers battered Hibernian 4-0 at Ibrox to kick off the Philippe Clement era in pretty much a perfect fashion. What did you make of the, the other two fixtures within Scotland's top tier? Uh, really important win for Kelly. Yes, very much so. Can't believe that's their first win since the opening day as well, can I just it's say? It's crazy. That is nuts. It's mad. And what I imagine they are hoping for is that this is the big confidence-inspiring win that they need to get going. I don't know if it will be, but we'll Hopefully see. Hopefully not. Hopefully not, because it's funny. Um, Livingston probably, I don't know. I mean, I guess they might have been expecting something due to Achilles' form, but they're not in the best form themselves either. Such so a mixed bag, isn't they? Like, yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying nothing, given we all nope. know what's coming up this time next yep. week. So exactly. No, no. no chance. Um, so yeah, fair point then. The Hibs Rangers game, I feel like Hearts and Hibs this month for the remainder of it are just trying to see who has a lower aggregate scoreline across the two Glasgow clubs, basically. I feel like that's how that's who's going to be the more superior oh. Edinburgh club considering we drew with each other and got hev- both conceded four to, in the first leg of this mini tournament. But so, so hold on a second, you're just saying that Lauren Shanklin's goal... For all those that deem it to count for absolutely nothing, in your mind, that's a massive win. It's oh, it's huge. The go. only the only thing we have to cling on to is that we'll so we'll both end up probably conceded double figures of goals, but we'll have at least scored. So we need to hope that Celtic just keep a just clean do a sheet. Job on Hibs. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But it, I don't know how much you can read into it because I only saw the highlights and. Rangers looked alright, but they were very much helped by Hibs looking really poor. For kind of the first time fully under Nick Montgomery, because for an hour they were really poor against us, but then managed to get something. And in previous games, obviously, they were against Dundee and they drew, but by all accounts they were actually battering the door down and Trevor Carson just had a great game. So that was the only reason. Whereas, I don't know what they're doing at a lot of the goals, which in fairness... We could say for us oh, as well. Oh. <laughs> Must be but something I'll, in the water in the East Coast. Yeah. I'll be able to provide some form of analysis on those goals. But on the Hibs goals, it was just like, you're making players who so far haven't looked like professional footballers look like professional footballers. It really is such a damning indictment to Scottish football this weekend. Like everybody, Most of the country has been laughing at Rangers and how poor they've been. And yet... All it takes is a new bloke in the dugout, and you just that's it. New manager, go- but like they'll finish a good what 25 30 points ahead of third. oh, easily, like, easily. It just it's so depressing. So, didn't they get- spend like 30 million in the summer? I don't think it was near that, but I, a good chunk anyway. It just <laughs> it spent a lot of money, and it was it like just it drags me down. It it's me like sad. oh. Aberdeen spent like three million, and that was seen as like, oh my god, what are they doing? And the Rangers spent spent that each on lammers and deserts. That's a fair point. Yeah, 
They're in different worlds. That's why I completely write off games against the old firm, but still manage to be annoyed by our game. Oh, that's absolute crap. And speaking of our game, let's we'll get into it. I just I can't be bothered today. I don't, why are we here? Why, why do we do this? <laughs> to why, provide why? top quality analysis on our podcast that is beloved. We haven't done this in 140 episodes. <laughs> We're starting now. But right, like, it's but this. Like, the, but like, this, this is meant to be the, like some sort of like therapy session for us and it's like it's not i think it will be for me no well if if it helps you and it helps somebody else then (laughs) that's fine i haven't got the quiz i'm I'm here for the quiz i'm gonna seek samaritan's help after this because i need (laughs) i need more than just this yeah (sighs) yes celtic at tyne castle sunday afternoon and hearts boss stephen naismith made just the one change from the side that drew with Hibs prior to the international break. This was perhaps the most obvious change of all changes. Alex Cochran returning from injury, taking the place of Stephen Kingsley, who misses out with a groin issue and is injured himself. That meant the Hearts lined up in a 4-2-3-1, an alleged 4-2-3-1 of Xander Clark in goal. Excuse me. Back four of Toby, Sibic, uh, Frankie Kent, Kai Rolls and Alex Cochran, with Cal Neuenhoff and Cammy Devlin in front of the back four. Alan Forrest, Lauren Shankland and Alex Lowry in behind Kenneth Vargas as we look to exploit the Costa Ricans' pace. What did you make of that 11, McIver? You were not too happy with your mate Alex Cochran coming back into the 11. I was not. Uh, it very much read to it. I was. I was waiting on the bus when the team came out and my natural reaction is exactly what I said on Twitter was that I was like, Cochran's not match fit. There is no way he's up to match fitness. Uh, I knew he and... was going to start. Yeah, of course. So of predictable, course isn't it? Because he's he's obviously written Halliday off, like I keep saying. Well, this is the thing, because people were saying to me... Seemed a nap. Oh, would you ra- what do you want? We don't have anybody there. And this is where my point comes in, where I'm like, yeah, but I, I write off games against the Ofer. I don't think we're going to win them ever. I don't think we ever have a chance. So my logic was, don't potentially risk people who we'll need against Livingston, against Motherwell. Because my worst nightmare was that Cochrane comes back and pulls up because he's not ready, a la Benny against Rosenborg, where it was like he was not ready, rushed back too quickly. Now, thankfully, Cochrane didn't do that. He was, however, after 25 minutes, blowing out his arse <laughs> and couldn't fucking run. And I don't hold that against him. It's not his fault. But no. I, was, I was worried that Oda would get the same treatment I was worried Oda would just get flung in from the start after being away. Obviously, he was on the bench uh, and came on and did well. But the other issue I had with the team, because it very much was just issues all day and it started with the team, was that entire left-hand side. Why is Alex Lowry playing on the left-hand side? What are we doing? We've shown that he can't play there. Any time he's been good has been coming off the bench or starting in that central position. So why... Do we keep pushing them on the left? And that would be bad enough. It was made even worse that you're playing an out-of-match fitness left-back who suddenly was getting no support because Alex Lowry does not do that Oda-Vargas thing where he tracks all the way back, then goes all the way forward. That's just not Lowry as a player. Mm. So immediately, I was like, oh, I didn't have any high hopes, but somehow I've got even less excited for this game. Is there an argument to say that Cochrane's got to come back at some stage anyway? 
And uh, like you say, if we're not expected to get anything against Celtic, I don't know. Like we've obviously then got Rangers, so it's not really, it's not really viable. But say he'd been brought back to start at Ibrox when we we're not expected to get anything anyway. But then we've got Livingston in midweek to give him that first kind of taster of, you know, a ninety minutes again. Like he's got to come back at some stage. You as well chucking him in against the big boys, no? What I would have done though is bring him on for the last twenty minutes in both games. Yeah. So, yeah. and again, that's probably and people are probably shouting at their phones, being like, "That's a really defeatist attitude." I think it's a practical <laughs> attitude. I just think we're not going to get anything off these games. You need everybody to be fit, firing, playing their best. You need them to be having a complete off day. Yeah, their absolute A game. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, when I saw that team, I was what. Part of it was a worry because that he was going to get re-injured, which in fairness didn't happen. So he has now got that match fit. I don't know how he stayed on the full 90, for God's sake, but it was good to see that he didn't get re-injured. But that's kind of the extent of the positives. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of like Vargas starting up front, you could sort of see that with kind of yeah. pace trying to get him behind. But then the Janelli role. Yeah, but you lose, as you say, that sort of that work rate and that tenacity on the left yeah. hand side. Would there have been any other competitors for you to maybe displace or dislodge Alex Lowry? I would have just played Vargas th- on the left, Shankland up front, and uh, Lowry in the ten because I think Vargas actually had an all right game, but I don't think we. I don't think we played into his strengths of getting in behind at all. We kept going for long balls, which yeah. it's not like they were long balls in behind. As did Celtic, to be fair. Celtic yeah, did true. go along a fair few times. That is true. Um, the weird thing for me was that it was long balls that were floated in the air for fucking Carter Vickers to just go, yep, I'll just have that. Thank you and, very much. And every time. Scales as, and yeah. All. Yeah. But yeah, you, you could sort of see it if we were stretching the two of them to get Vargas in behind. Yeah. I, I'd feel more confident about Vargas getting in behind both of them than I probably would Alistair Johnston, mind you. Yeah, that's that true. Fair? Maybe it does negate Vargas and then I'd be sat here going, Vargas was stupidly played on the left. Why are you not putting him to the middle? But I feel like it would have got something out of Alex Lowry yeah. and it would have meant that Shankland didn't have to play centre mid for most of that game. Hindsight is a, a wonderful thing, my friend. Um... Look, the team was announced, we kicked off, and what a sublime start we made to proceedings. Less than four minutes on the clock, the visitors volley themselves in front. Luis Palma chips a ball over the top. Matt O'Reilly sends a thundering finish past Sander Clark in a flash. Is there a lot that we can do about this goal? Because for me, I, look, we both like Cal Neuenhoff, but this was his worst performance in a heart shirt by some distance, in my opinion. And it, ultimately, this typifies it for me. If O'Reilly's meant to be his man, he has the freedom of Edinburgh to just wander into. And whilst he's still got a lot to do, he's ultimately lost Neuenhoff with ease. I'll be shocked if Calum Neuenhoff's ever had a worse game as a professional footballer, to be honest. Never mind just in the heart stop. He was minging. He was terrible. <laughs> he just looked out his depth. But... I think it's also part of a bigger issue that I'll come to towards the end of the half. But 
I think at a point you do have to hold your hands up and go, that's a good goal. It's a like, great goal. Regardless of, yes, runners could be tracked better, positions could be arguably a bit better, but it's like only Celtic or Rangers can score that goal in this league. No one else is doing that to you. He's he's the next one to go down south, Matt O'Reilly, isn't he? I'll be, I'll be astonished if it's anybody else. I'll be astonished if he's here next season. Yeah, I think it'll be he's next so year. Bad. He's he's so clearly been player of the season so far. Yeah, he's. I, I think ever since he, he made his debut at Tyne Castle for Celtic. Yeah, he, he did. Right? I saying that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Ever since that night, it's obviously been indifferent last season, but I think this season, as you say, player of the year candidate by an absolute country mile. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what a finish! But does that make it? more annoying because we're aware of the threat that he yeah. poses perhaps we we are adamant that he's going to be the one that chips the ball instead as opposed to being on the receiving end yeah maybe that is a good point but regardless it is like track your runner it's such a simple thing like even just she- I'm not expecting Newenhoff to like cut out the pass and catch it out there with his foot the time, yeah. yeah I just even mean screen him so he has to move his body and then as a result he doesn't get there at the right time or anything Newenhoff just lets him go away from him that's the most frustrating thing yeah I, I actually when you were touching on Callum Newenhoff there I, I wanted to kind of say more about the squad and like sort of positions in terms of like numbers and positions because the fact that Stephen Kingsley obviously was forced out through injury and Alex Cochran is immediately thrown back in I know it's hindsight and I know we can't plan for injuries, but does it not annoy you that Hearts don't have another person to play left back? Or does it annoy you that Andy Halliday is overlooked because he can fill in there if need be? It doesn't seem like anybody else is even remotely capable of playing left back. I mean, Kai Rolls has for Australia a couple of times, but then would you move everybody I think it over? makes us worse. that in the derby. Yeah. yeah. I think Rose would play well at left back, but our def- our two centre halves would be weaker, because we've seen that for all the complaints Rose was getting at the start of the season, Rose and Kent is a pretty solid partnership thus far. Yeah. Um, but I think left back, for all the shit I've given Naismith, and I'm about to give him a lot more in this episode, I think that left is very unlucky with left back because I think it. Most people, myself included, went, Alex Cochran, clearly first choice, very good. Stephen Kingsley, clearly second choice, very good. And then you go, okay, we've got Halliday, Rolls can fill in and stuff like that. It's like, that's fine. If Cochran's fit and available and isn't injured or suspended, we'll add yeah, to that. Yeah, the suspended aspect was probably more prevalent. That's the other thing I was worried. I was like, why are we bringing him on against Celtic? He's played against them three times and got reds twice. This is insane. <laughs> what are you doing, Stephen? What a but legend. What a guy. I love him. I love him so much. But I think left back, I think we do have generally enough cover. If we had brought another left back in, potentially at the expense, of another player that we've brought in that it, towards the end of the season might be really important for us. I think people will go, why have we got four, arguably five left backs here? Like, of all the areas, I think he's gotten lucky. But what it does really like put a spotlight on is the fact that it seems the one player he's had a fallen out with is in a position that we currently have no one naturally in. Yeah. But I will say. I don't know how much of an effect... The other problem is is it's Andy Halliday. 
It's not like what I saw a lot of people on Twitter comparing it to last season when it seemed that Nielsen had a fallen out with Cochrane. And Cochrane just didn't... That, like, six-game period where Cochrane just didn't play. And everyone was getting really angry because Cochrane was, in kind of popular opinion, the second-best player last season behind Shankland. Whereas this person is Andy Halliday, who, at best, splits the fan base. Nice. We'll 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 move on and splits yeah, the podcast. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to go back, but it's just when you thought, like, because I again, I'm, I'm sort of like you. I, I don't think that it's solely Stephen Naismith's fault. Yeah. And then my question would then be, with regards to recruitment, was not enough done in the summer. But we've been over this countless times. Yeah. So let's just move on to the rest of the game because. Where then it is Stephen Naismith's fault what happens next. Um, seven minutes in, Hearts get a free kick in their own half, following a foul on Cammy Devlin. In fairness, many Hearts teams would probably crumble with an early goal, but at least we're actually trying to get back on yeah. the front foot and trying to seek, seek out an immediate response. Toby Sibic and Alan Forrest look blink up down the right-hand side. Ball ends up at Alex Lowry on the left, courtesy of Kai Rolls. Lowry opts to slide in Cochrane down the flank, who we both just absolutely love. The left back sends a lovely ball across it's goal. Such a good ball. But as there so often is McIver, there's no takers on the receiving end. It's so incredibly annoying when it's such a nice build up like that and there's yeah. nobody there. Yeah, it's really, really frustrating and it goes again in the part because I remember at the time, because obviously that's on my side in front of me. Yes. And I'm thinking, why is Shanklin not at the back post? Why is Forrest not at the back post? Oh, for God's sake. And then you watch it back, and it's partly because Shanklin has had to drop so deep. <laughs> back in the centre circle. Yeah, to try and be an option. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but I saw someone say that Shanklin under Naismith is basically playing like Naismith was in the 1819 when he came back for his injury and was very visibly frustrated. So you would think the one person that would know to not do that is Stephen Naismith. So therefore, why is he doing this to Shanklin? I'd never thought of it like that. That was yeah. I feel what really a, bad for whoever what that a great was on comparison Twitter. Comparison that is. Yeah, I'm really sorry, whoever it was, but it's spot on. Yeah, I'd, I'd never, I just hadn't put two and two together there. Fair point. Yeah. yeah that's, that, is, that, is, that just makes it all the more infuriating. But let's yeah. move on. Um, Ken Fargas, we spoke about him earlier on in the podcast, trying to use that pace to get in behind. He slipped through by Callum Neuenhoff. Uh, I'll give the, the Aussie credit on this game. It's a good ball. It's a perfectly weighted pass, but I think that was literally, his afternoon was over <laughs> after that. Um, the Costa Rican tries to catch Joe Hart out of his near post but it's a decent stop from the former England goalie. Tarts looking to try and cause problems, at least, was an encouraging sign. It was. It, it did make the early goal to concede that much more frustrating because it was like, we're at least doing yeah, something here. Nil, nil. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> sorry, I, I've interrupted you. I'm sorry. Just... No, you're fine because I was just going to say, this was when I started to notice... Cochrane and Naismith shouting at each other because oh. and then in the second half I noticed Sibic and Naismith shouting at each other because as you're about to tell us something we we went behind again <laughs> we didn't we, shock horror we I, didn't score again I mean it wasn't immediately but no but sure. generally yeah yeah and what was happening was 
Maeda, who must be Alex Cochran's least favourite human being oh, in the world, the by the way. Because he just seems to do Cochran every single time we play him. But Maeda was doing really well to get past Cochran, and oftentimes there was people around me and generally around the stadium shouting like, where's Cochran? Like, yes, we get that Maeda's fast, and we get that he's good at running at defenders, but it feels like Cochran isn't even there, and he's like often late to it. So this system that Naismith deploys, the 4-2-3-1, he wants the four to be a two of two centre-halves when we have the ball. And he wants the full-backs to invert, like Man City do, right? Sorry, you, you temporarily lost me there, but when you then explained about the full-backs, right, yeah. Yeah, okay. so when we have the ball, Rolls and yes. Kent are solid too. Yeah, yeah. Whereas okay. Cochrane and Civic start to invert. What was then happening was, Cochrane was being ordered to invert and tuck in when Celtic also had the ball. Now, that can work sometimes when you've got a billion worth of players playing for you and are the best team in the world. I was about to say, when you leave that space for Dyson Maida to then run into an exploit, yeah. that might not necessarily not be the best option, no. What you also rely on in that system is your far wide attackers to be dropping back and providing some form of protection. And it's like you previously mentioned, Alex Lowry does not want to do said role. <laughs> he, d- he doesn't do that. And in fairness to him, that's not his role. Like, I'm not going to be like, you no. suddenly have to turn into a left mid. Which, like, left and right mid don't really exist in the modern game anymore. Is, is he Lowry and Forrest? Together, they'd be the blend of the oh, perfect player. Perfect. Yeah. You'd ha- what you'd a have, guy that would be. You'd have Alex Lowry's flair and just, you know, that killer ball or that ability to make things happen in the final third you'd have Alan Forrest running around like a headless chicken and occasionally like the Edinburgh Derby just giving us a moment of brilliance I mean that would literally be the ultimate player but it's that lopsided it's like a seesaw yeah exactly it doesn't work and what was starting to happen was Cochrane was shouting that he was getting doubled up on and that him inverting didn't wasn't working shall we say but Naismith was very clearly in his wee hoodie, was very much like putting his hand out and like being like, stop, stay there. But Brendan Rodgers, because he's got eyes, was like, all right, okay, I'm just going to tell my players, kick the ball in that area. See the big gap, Dyson? Go and just run into that, please. That'll do great. I'm sure this will work. And it, shockingly, oh. it worked for them. <laughs> you talking about uh, Stephen Naismith's hoodie just made me just made me think there. My missus questioned that to me. She was like, "I love Stephen Naismith's hoodie, but has he got any other city's wardrobe?" No, he doesn't. He has that one week? hoodie. Who's it every week? Got a couple of stains nope. down it, but just yeah, zips maybe broken, but oh, yeah, it doesn't what, matter. What a guy. But yes, inc- incredibly annoying. Um, and as you say, Dyson Maida clearly fancied getting his name on the score sheet. Hearts are masters of their own downfall. It's not for the first time. It certainly won't be for the last time. Palmer's pass is intercepted immensely by Cammy Devlin, who, deep in his own half, opts to pass backwards to Alex Cochran, as opposed to looking to get us up the park. Alistair Johnston then intercepts after Frankie Kent smashes it clear to Alex Lowry. Matt O'Reilly loops it forward to Dyson Maida, who cuts inside, shoots, and forces a stop from Xander Clark. However, 
just five minutes after that on 23 Celtic would then double their advantage and it would be Dyson Maeda to get his name on the score sheet 1-2 with Rio Hitati and Matt O'Reilly the Japanese midfielder receives after giving it to O'Reilly initially centres for his compatriot to stab home from a matter of yards virtually on the goal line it's 2-0 early on McIver and it is an absolute mountain to climb from here Listen, I understand why at the time and in general terms that it's been discussed how bad, how badly Cochrane played. Because he did, right? I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh no, he was actually a 9 out of 10, but the tactics meant that he was shit. No, he was, he was very poor. But I, I just think it's a bit harsh to attribute going, why is he not there? When he's clearly shouting going, I need to go out there. And that's what I was going to say. At this goal, it goes in and Cochrane just turns to Naismith and just kind of goes like, See, I, t- I told you, I told you this was going to happen. And Naismith then like, oh, for God's sake, well, they're 2 nil down, that's it. And it just screams of a manager who has no clue what he's doing. Just has no idea the system that he should be playing, that he wants to play. We spoke about Neuenhoff, and again, yeah, he was so poor. But why is Stephen Naismith lining up with two midfielders against Celtics 3? You've got Two versus three is going to be hard when you're playing Dundee. And when you're playing St. Johnston, <laughs> like, that's going to be hard. Never mind when you're playing the best team in this league by a mile. And I don't know if he's thinking, oh, well, I'll play the two, but because we've got the, the fullbacks inverting, it's fine. We've actually got an overload in the middle. But that only works if for some reason Celtic don't go wide. They just keep going through the middle and you're like, this is working. It's great. And just... The most damning thing I can say about Stephen Naismith's teams is that I have no idea what they're meant to do and I don't think the players know what they're meant to do. We see Shanklin dropping to centre mid, we see Cochran tucking in, Neuenhoff and Devlin at times had like 20 yards in between them as a two. Sometimes we were pressing, sometimes we were sitting back. We were either going long to someone who isn't running, then when that person does make a run, we play a short pass so the run's completely pointless and then we're lopsided again. It just felt like a bunch of guys who turned up and hadn't been taught. It was just like, good luck, lads. It's only Celtic. It's fine. We'll work out on the pitch. Yeah, I mean, you said that they are they are light years ahead of everybody in this league. I, I do agree with you that they are the best team in, in the country by some distance. We find ourselves 2-0 down. Perhaps lucky that it's not 3 or 4. And we're being exposed by a good team. Yeah, I can accept that. But ultimately, we are not helping ourselves whatsoever, are we? No, not at all. Because, yeah, listen, how many times have we seen us lose to Celtic when we're playing amazing and you're like, for God's sake, this is just... like, What what more can we do here? The game that I often think about is that Levine-Lennon game where we conceded right at oh the very God. end. And it was one of these games where you're like, we've done everything. We've done everything you want us to do I know it wasn't very exciting in terms of like right at the end that you just think yeah yeah is the difference that's 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 horrible in a different way because it's like you're so close to that but I said it on Twitter afterwards and I've said it in this episode that's actually sorry before you go on that's actually worse because at least least here we were never in the game 20 minutes in you're like right that's it it's done yeah Yeah. 4 minutes in you're like Jesus (laughs) like any, any chance today Whereas yeah. if, if you'd been under the illusion that we might get something for, I don't know, half an hour, maybe 
45 minutes or, or yeah. longer to then have that snatched away from you right at the end is yeah. infuriating but that's the thing I am very much someone who expects that to just lose in all the weird and wonderful ways Hart and Midlothian manage to oh, lose games of football so I and I often feel like and listen folk are absolutely fair to say that it is as I said a defeatist attitude what's the point in that going into it but I like to think then it allows me to kind of not be as harsh on a lot of things because I'm like well nine times out of ten we're not playing against this yeah for most of the teams in the league we'll be all right and I've always felt that across multiple managers even managers that were terrible against Celtic and Rangers it was like okay well I can still see how a system like this would work against most other teams in the league I cannot see that under Naismith the first hour I just I was sat going I don't know what we're going to do I don't think he knows what he wants to do and I don't think the players know how to do whatever they're being told to do well if we started the first 45 off well the second got even better can we speak of it just before that though because go on Stephen Naismith cannot has no game management skills I don't care about the Kilmarnock and Ross County right why did we not make subs it's either shit hot or just non-existent well it was shit hot for two games but he's he's got it spot on or miles off the mark like at half time I think everybody around Tynecastle of a heart's persuasion was going that could have been a lot more we're lucky it's only two surely there's going to be changes. I said at the time I would have got Lowry... I would have made three changes at half-time. I would have got Lowry... It's a bit harsh, actually. No, I wouldn't. I would have made two. I would have got Lowry and... um... (laughs) Stephen Aceford has no idea what he's doing, but I have no idea what I was going to be doing at half-time. Basically, I would have got Oda on for Lowry because I just felt he was having an absolute nightmare. And then I would have brought Boyce on, and I was—I think at the time I said I would have brought Boyce on for Forrest, which is maybe a bit harsh because I think Forrest did much wrong, but I think he just—I just think he did it. <laughs> he had a very Alan Forrest game in that way of like he's there. You just forget that he's there. Yeah, but I was like, who do you get for Newenhoff? And then I was like, yeah, get Benny on. So I would have made three if at the time. At the time, I was like, Oda, Boyce, Benny on, Forrest, um, Lowry. Lowry, and Newenhoff off. But I was like, he'll at least make one of them. He'll do something to change it. But not same team comes out, same style, because as I say, for the first 15 minutes, Sibic's shouting at Naismith going, I'm still inverting, and it's still not working. Did you... Did you feel the frustration amongst the stands with that? Yeah. When you say yeah. that at halftime? Definitely. There was well, just kind of like... Changes. Because, I will say, Cammy, you gave us all weird feelings because 10 players came out and we were like, oh, he's made a change. And then it kind of dawned on everyone like, wait, he's taking Devlin off. Why is he doing that? But no, Devlin was just late out. So then he comes out on his own and everyone's like, oh, well, it's a weirdly positive thing because he kept Devlin on, but oh my God, it means he's made no changes. I'm I'm delighted that you've brought this up about Cammy Devlin because, look, I don't want this to seem, just because I'm I'm pally with Cammy, like it's a Sandro Tonali or like a Fagioli, mm-hmm. 
you know, I don't, I, I, no betting scandals here. Like we didn't speak before. Where are you going with or, it? Or after the game. However, a Cami Devlin booking let me down for £293. <laughs> the one game that he doesn't get bloody booked and it's against Celtic. Are you having me on? That makes me so happy because he absolutely... Nick Walsh was having a fucking Oh nightmare. my God, mate, I kept checking Fort Mob being like, how many fouls has he made? It was like, one, two. Come on, surely, surely he makes a third and gets booked here. He did though. He made another... F- I was like, how has he not got booked? Because it's... It's Cami Devlin. Like, how is he not going? I'm not being funny. That should be the given of all givens. Mother, I, I went Toby Civic booking as well because I thought at right back he just gets exposed time after time after time. And Kyogo because Kyogo any time because of his ridiculous record. So he should have got fucking booked for diving. Civic booking, Devlin booking, Kyogo. Thought it was an absolute cert. £293. Oh, I wouldn't be able to look him in the eyes after that. I feel sick. I genuinely feel physically sick. I'm never going to... I know he's wee, so you can't really look him in the eyes anyway, but I would make a deliberate choice. I've not even spoken to him. I just... What? Scrubbing my hands. Just cutting ties. Stick with the guy. deserved, Cameron. (laughs) But, as as I did allude before you, rightly... Yeah, apologies. No, no, not at all, because I do it to you all the time. But you rightly said that there were no changes, and it appeared as though there was no changes in... The mindset and the ability to fuck things up for ourselves. Yeah. Ten seconds into the second half. Ten seconds. And Celtic are awarded a spot kick. <laughs> now, let me make this abundantly clear, Daniel McIver, and anybody that just so happens to be listening that isn't of a heart's persuasion. This has absolutely no impact on the game. Our oh, performance... Yeah. Or the full-time result. However, if both teams were tied up, if, if it's even 1-0 hearts, and this was given, I would be fuming. Yeah. Fuming. A good Celtic mate of mine, who's honest when it comes to this sort of thing, I obviously wasn't at the game, so I, I texted him and said, what, what did you make of the penalty? Because I'd seen loads of tweets, loads of angry jambos, being like, well, I can see if they're saying that and they're of a heart's persuasion. He said he didn't think it was. And he said, you know it's bad when Chris Sutton says that I was it isn't just, either. I was about to say, yeah. Now My listen, God. What chance I'll, have you got? I will say, because I've been probably... People will say I'm being too kind on Alex Cochran, generally for this podcast. Clear the ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, Alex, come on. That's nothing to do with inverting. Like, a long ball over the top, misjudged by Alex Cochran. Yeah. Na- Maida nips in behind him looks to centre for Kyogo Kai Rolls gets a touch but it's gathered by the Celtic marksman and he's adjudged to have been brought down by the aforementioned Cochrane and Nick Walsh points to the spot so the point of contention seems to be the fact that Cochrane makes contact allegedly with the knee of Kyogo as he's standing with his hands up that his knee hits off Kyogo's knee who's already on the way down but that's the important bit. I understand where people are going, but there is contact. And I'm like, I don't disagree there's contact. But if Kyogo is standing up, the contact doesn't happen because Cochrane's knee doesn't hit anything. Yeah. It's because Kyogo's went, oh, I'm just going to fall down here. <laughs> and he's on his way down, so therefore Cochrane can't get out of the way. You could make an argument 
that it's a foul on Cochrane because Kyogo's dragging him down and then is like hitting his knee. I also wouldn't say it's a free kick, by the way, but it's nothing. It's just a coming together between individuals. That's all it is. I, I think the justification with VAR not overturning it is the fact that there is that contact and they will say that in the moment they can understand why Walsh would give it. I think it would have been one of them that if it hadn't been given, VAR wouldn't have overturned that decision either because they'd go, yeah, we can see why that wasn't given either. I mean, honest to God. Like, I know There's it was fireworks it, going off outside my house. Cammy <laughs> Devlin spent your winnings on fireworks and he's playing them inside my house. I think what's happening? Apologies if you can hear that. It's starting a bit early for Guy Fox. I know, it? what's happening, man? Um, it, sorry, that's so random. <laughs> I just was aware of it and was like, the Green Brigade outside my house because they're hearing me. It's, I, I apologise, Liza, that you couldn't get in, but. It's not, they're still going. It's still hard. It's not our fault that we dished out 576. Where's Coast Media? It's not our fault that we've got 15,000 season ticket holders. I'll say this. That was the main positive of the day. It, they oh, scored a second. They scored a second. About five minutes afterwards, they were singing. But I was talking to my brother and was like, God, it just feels like Motherwell's here. Like, it just barely feels like they're there. Yeah. It, it was great. At least it's not the full stand, exactly. Yeah. But yet again, like, I see, I saw, like, who's it today I saw? Uh, Alan Ruff. Alan Ruff. PLZ. Like, Mental. Do your research. Honestly. Mental. It's baffling. Absolutely yep. baffling. And yet it just sails over each and every one of their heads. Honest to God. You'd think that they should... Uh, like, the old firm doesn't have away fans. And yet you want to come at hearts. It is like that like, thing where it's like, is this an Onion article? Uh, Whenever you, you click on it. Do like, you know what I mean? Like... Like, get your own house in order. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, mate. Absolutely metal. crazy. I will say, I knew Hitati was going to go bottom left. Did I think really he always miss? goes bottom left. No, I was like, he's going to score. <laughs> but I was like, he'll go bottom left. I feel like every time I've seen Hitati take a penalty, he goes bottom left. But justice, thankfully, was served as Rio Hitati did up for the bottom left-hand corner, but it hit off the post. Comeback's on! <laughs> yeah um, it wasn't to be long before Kyogo got in on the activated three um, lovely flick from Rio Hitati out wide after Liam Scales had sent it forward Palma centres O'Reilly leaves it Kyogo blasts beyond Clark from a matter of yards out nil three McIver and Tyne Castle is beginning to empty as if it hadn't already yeah not me I'm I'm still there stay I'm going the end. I, stay, I always stay to the end. Doesn't it matter what's happening. It's still there. And listen, I predicted 4 0. So I should be here brimming with optimism because we were better than I thought. That's why I stayed. I stayed applauding. I'm like, well, then, lads, you smashed it. Did so well. <laughs> I was not doing that. Yeah, I was tricky. I was deciding between two or three. I didn't foresee four. So that was, that was great. Yeah. Um, however,. Oh, I'm kidding. It doesn't get much more positive. Let's just be honest. Uh, it does for an individual. Yeah, well, okay. Rio Hatate would fire wide after a series of tricks and flicks from a few teammates just a couple minutes after scoring. But you are right, McIver. On 63 minutes, Lauren Shankland finally gets his first sight of goal, receiving from Benny Beningame off the bench. But Hart duly responds with a save, and a few seconds later, we take a throw in quickly. Alan Forrest passed to Benny Beningame once again. It's cut out by Dyson Maida. 
but his pass is a slack one intercepted by Shankland on the edge of the box who just turns, shoots, sends a wonderful finish past Joe Hart, kisses the inside of the keeper's left-hand post and Hart's a pull one back, it's 3-1, his sixth of the season but more importantly, his eight-game run without a goal is finally over. How good a feeling is that to see him back on the score sheet? Delighted for him. It's such a good goal as well. Lovely finish. I mean, that is textbook. He was great. Maybe great and overselling, but he was... As great as can be. You could so empathise with him, that performance. He was running himself ragged, really putting himself about, and that was very much a goal of a man who was like, right, I'm not passing to anybody else. Fuck this. I'm doing this myself. <laughs> um, I One do want to say... to, to yeah. single-handedly haul hearts back from three goals exactly. down at home Celtic. And it came after like a three-minute spell where Benny and Boyce came on and made us better. Because we st- and also it came in with the fact that Cochrane and Civic were just told to be fullbacks and just stayed as actual fullbacks and it allowed Cochrane to overlap a couple of times, which is almost like that's his thing that he's really good at and should be allowed to do more instead of sitting in behind like a number six. But anyway, uh, Benny was really good. I was really chuffed to see him. He, I thought Benny and Boyce both came on and did really well. Boyce was just getting himself everywhere. But Benny, Benny did that thing that Benny does where he just like, calms everything down and it was really good to see that is music to my ears because I I was discussing it with a a pal at the Derby and he thought that Benny Beringame was as good as done so that I can understand why folk thought that the the fact that you've said that and that there's there's life in the old dog yet I thought he did really well encouraging so that's good I thought he did well you know I'm a big fan of Benny Beringame I just I want to see the real him back I miss him so much definitely and Liam Boyce, as you say, coming on, making a, a positive impact, would you be tempted to start him at Ibrox? It's a big ask No, for no, him no, no, to, no. to chuck him in at Ibrox. But certainly for the Livingston game, you has maybe to think start. that... Yeah. Has to start. Him and Shankland, Vargas and Oda has to be the front four. Let's just go like, Tonto and make things happen. Yeah, it literally needs to be one of the games that Naismith promised he would do but has never done this season and only did once with Ross County where it was like, right, Livia's shit just now. (laughs) We're shit as well, but we're at home. We should just fucking, just overload it, you fuck, and go for it. Have Livingston, who have Livingston got the weekend? I don't even know, actually. Is it Motherwell? Home of Dundee. Seen it right, they'll probably win that. Well, Dun- Dundee are playing tonight as we speak, currently drawing 0-0 with Ross County uh, at Dens. Oh, of course they are, yeah. Rearranged fixture, I forgot all about it. And, um, yeah, same. Uh, so yeah, Livy, Dundee in West Lothian on Saturday before Livy come to us uh, midweek. But yeah, I definitely have Boyce in for the start against Livy, 100%. Nice. Uh, I-, I don't see why not. Alan Forrest, who you'd forgotten was on the park, would send a team effort at goal in 71 minutes, looking to, to recreate his Edinburgh Derby uh, antics. He was. Sadly, this was not a wonder strike, and it was a low effort, that, which was pretty much straight at Joe Hart. Um, a couple of minutes later, Hearts were claiming for a handball in the Celtic area after Forrance and Shanklin both sent shots towards goal, but nothing doing for me, if I'm honest. Like, no. it comes off Liam Scales' back. Yeah. However, Celtic would make it four with ten to go after... Uh, uh, sorry, you were talking about Lawrence Shankland. <laughs> In the build-up to this goal, it is absolutely tremendous what he does. 
because how he doesn't just go over and hook Nick Walsh, I do not know. No idea. Was, that the is the most a... blatant foul I've ever seen in my life, and he, he just so stands and screams abuse at him. It just again baffling. But in the grand scheme of things, I'd rather. It seems daft to say, but I'd rather like the Hatati penalty come in this game. That this Absolutely. sort of decision comes in this game. They counter, when it doesn't impact it. Yeah, they eventually counter with James Forrest on the left-hand side. Brian Kent. Frankie Kent blocks. Brian Kent's <laughs> at the back. They wonder we're fucking getting battered. <laughs> into Greg Taylor's path. He centers for relative two bites of the cherry. The jam was clear, but only as far as Tomoki Iwata, who smashes home off the underside of the bar post-junction. Celtic have ultimately hit hearts for four, and it's a rather sad Sunday afternoon. At Tank Castle. Aye, as I say, I'm never one to really read into an old firm result, but it was the same problems that I've seen when, we, even when we beat Aberdeen, I had issues with the system and the players' system. Get beat off Dundee, get beat off Motherwell, all that. Like I was just like, this is starting to become a pattern, and it was very much accentuated against such a good team who never had to get out of second gear. Yeah, we were lucky that a great stop from Xander Clark kept it at four from O uh, on eight to five minutes. That was a that, good save. That was that was a great save. But that, yeah. that was pretty much all that she wrote. Um, and now we've got a nice easy fixture at the weekend yeah. against the side that have just right. appointed a new manager and won four 0 in his first match. The most us thing fucking ever is win this game and lose at Hamden. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. How did I? How did I know what you were going to say there? It's going to happen. We're not going to win on Sunday. Let's just. It would just be the most us thing, though. Imagine if we did that. Every heart's been going right. It's good in the context of today, but what does it mean for next weekend? When Ibrox sweep Levy aside in a hand in full of confidence, sold out end, absolutely pumped. We could take. I would. Bite your hand off right now for getting beat 10 0 at the weekend if we beat them at Hamden. Oh. I couldn't give a shit all day. I'd sign up for that as well. That, I think it'll be a 10 0. I think it'll be a 10 goal aggregate score across the two games against us. Like, Jesus, aye, I'm not. How, I, I don't know if you many... can take from that, but I'm not confident. <laughs> you don't say. There was me thinking that you'd have Vargas down to score at least seven of those, yeah, exactly. Um, how many of those will arrive in Govan? Five. Five and five. Five and five. Jesus age. If we get smashed for five in a semi final, I may consider just patching hearts off. I'm getting tattooed the, the day before. Again. I'm getting tattooed the day before and we'll be going. And I think I'll be in less pain getting tattooed yeah, if probably. we get five yeah, in a semi final. But yeah, I have no confidence. I don't know what I'm team I'm looking I'd forward play. to the bus and seeing my mates regards to Are you going? the trip to Hamden, yeah. Alright, the Hamden game. I thought you meant you were going to Ibrox. You'd have to you'd have I was to like, pay what are you doing? To go to Ibrox. <laughs> yeah, no. like bloody hell. No thanks. Um Hey, you were there at the Halkett game? I was. <laughs> yep. Last time we got a result, and then the other time we went to Ibrox during that season, we got smashed five nil, and I watched it at work. That was a good yeah. laugh. Hey, in fairness, that isn't the last time we got a result. Garan Kuyolmi <laughs> last season <laughs> under Naismith, so he's undefeated at Ibrox as Hearts manager. 
So let's focus on that. Positivity. Philippe Clemon, go fuck yourself, mate. We're coming. Stephen Naismith, it's a battle of the balls. <laughs> Score <laughs> amazing. Aye, it'll be 5 0 Rangers. And I can't wait to not watch it after 20 minutes. I'll go for uh, a slightly more optimistic four. Um, <laughs> then Livingston. Uh, or no, well, we will be back, won't we? Yeah, we will. The episode will get released a couple hours before Living. Would you, yeah, right, okay. Or do you want to record on Monday to then record on oh, Tuesday? Oh, yeah, uh, we release will. Release on Tuesday. Yeah, we'll do that. We could do that. See, yeah, we'll do that. On your, on your admin for you. Smash what, a treat, what a treat for you. So, don't, you, you need to wait for the Living review. I'm sure you're all desperate for that. We'll just we'll just, dis- we'll just tear hearts to shreds the way that Rangers will no doubt tear us to shreds the weekend. Yep. So, yeah. Nice. But before we go, MacIver, we're going to round off for the quiz. The only reason I'm here. <laughs> Fair. Uh, you're going to be underwhelmed because this oh, is an God. absolute nuke of a quiz. I can't lie. Oh, bollocks. The, the, only, the only bit of satisfaction that I took from it was doing the research and it was actually for one of the most damning statistics that I think I'll ever find. Oh, God. Um, when I was totting up all of Kyogo Furuhashi's 60 goals for Celtic. But anyway, oh, that will come. Your first question... And again, you say it all the time when it comes to the quiz. Depends who you follow on Twitter, so I really oh, hope shit! that you don't follow the Maroon Report. I How... do, but I've not been on Twitter much the last few days. Nice. How many passes of the 203 that Hearts made in the first half against Celtic were in the final third? Is it A, 35, B, 40, C, 45, or D, 50? My answer, I didn't think it was going to be well choice, my answer was going to be three. So I'm glad you gave me options. Now, I think it's one of the first two, okay. but are you, are you doing the damning thing where it's like, the first one is the lowest and you've just went higher? Or are you doing that bollocks double bluffing where it's like, it's the second least? Because you think it's that. I'm going with A. I think we were that shite. It's the bollocks bluff, it's the second. Fuck! <laughs> 40 of the 203 passes that we made in the first half. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. That is an embarrassment. Your second question, Daniel McIver, was shamelessly lifted from Clyde One Super Scoreboard, and it's a thinker. So, since 1995, there's been three former Jambos who've collected over 10 Scotland caps with their forename and surname both beginning with the same letter. Can you name them? Coincidentally, there were six on Super Scoreboard, uh, not former Jambos, but six players who have collected over 10 Scotland caps since 95 with their forename and surname both beginning with the same letter. So the examples that weren't Hearts related were Barry Bannon, Colin Calderwood and Gordon Greer. My fucking brain, the only name that's in my head is Lee Wallace, which does not fit the requirements at all. Right, fucking hell, I genuinely can't think of it because like, do you want a clue in terms of positions? Sure. So you've got two midfield players and a striker. Oh, folk will find this really easy. And I'm rubbish with stuff like this. Because I'm trying to think... So they're, they're all Scottish, Yeah. did you say? Yeah, so they've collected over 10 Scotland caps. Each or together? Each. Right. And the first... Forename and surname both start with the same letter. Kevin Kyle... 
is one. Very right. Good. I was like, who's, a, who's yeah. a striker that's been remotely decent in Scottish? Andy Halliday was on on Monday night. They they do bloody open goal together and he didn't get it. I was Brilliant. screaming at the laptop going, Kevin Kyle. I have a name in my head, but I don't know if he got 10 Scotland caps. Okay. I know he played for Scotland and he was a midfielder. Okay. I'm keeping that for a second. The, right. the other problem is, I now can't think of a third name. Never mind a midfielder. I can't think of a third name. I, uh, as I say, I've got... John Clues. Sure. One of them was a Who Am I? Right, that is definitely not the other person that I've got. So that... Uh, and the other left hearts to play in the Premier League. Oh shit, I think that knackers my other person. I'm just, it's the only one I can think of. I can think of Scott Severin. Is two for three. Who did he go and play in the Premier League for? He he, he was the Who Am I? Was he not? Have we done oh, no, Severin? Stephen Simmons was the Who yeah, Am I? Yeah, we've done sorry, sorry, Steve sorry. Simmons, yeah. Sorry, I got mixed up there. Right, so somebody left us. But the, the other person played in the Premier League. Right. <laughs> I was like, when the f- Sevy went to Aberdeen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry. Oh, I'm I, so annoyed because right. I've got two of the fucking three, and I'm not gonna get this other one. And then when you tell me, I'm going to go. Oh, for God's sake! Um, I mean, this man is a Hearts legend as well. Colin Cameron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's three for three. I'm fucking buzzing with. It. I don't care about good. the who am I. I'm chuffed with that. that. Was very good. Very good. Oh, folk will be. Sh- Fogel have been screaming Cameron for the start as well. <laughs> but hey, you got there. That's I got good. there. Good, mate. I'm most chuffed with Severin, to be honest. That was a belter. You plucked that from thin air. Fair play to you. Right, we said that the referee was oh, contentious, God. Nick Walsh. But <laughs> yeah. do you know, Daniel McIver, which Scottish official will be the man in the middle for Sunday's trip to Ibrox? Is it A, <sighs> Andrew Dallas, B, John Beaton, C, Kevin Clancy or D David Dickinson I don't think it's Andrew Dallas because wasn't there the whole thing with Andrew Dallas this week that he'd like retired and he's now just a VAR official or something it would be so fucking apropos if it's beaten beaten would do my absolute heed in Dickinson's shite but is very like non-offensive who was the third option sorry Kevin Clancy who I saw at the Spartans game on Saturday fuck it did you? Yeah. <laughs> Clancy shit. Someday. I'm going to go with the option that would annoy me most and it would be beaten. <laughs> your logic, remarkably, has worked in your favour as it oh, will be. It's actually beaten. Yeah. Jesus. That, I mean, I'm chuffed I got it. Sent into but... a chat today, I know. That, like, that just ends any, any tiny yeah, slim remainder of hope that we had. So you're two from three. You've done well. I'll done take very this. well. Take this. Your next question, I spoke about Kyogo. True or false, Kyogo Furuhashi has scored more goals for Celtic against Hearts than against any other team he's faced in the hoops. I think there's a high chance of this being true. I think he's scored eight against us. I think. I feel like it's either eight or nine. Will he have scored more? I mean, he maybe scored all of them in the Dundee United game where they beat them (laughs) 9-0. But I know he got a few in that game. He's definitely. He won't have scored that many against Rangers. I'd be surprised if he scored that many against Hibs. Aberdeen will start against Rangers, but he has scored in a fair few. That is recently. true, actually. He seems to be the winner. Uh, sorry, did you say 
it's true that we are the most prolific. He's most prolific against us. Yeah, so Kyogo has scored more goals for Celtic against Hearts than any other team he's faced. Yes. I'm going to say that's true. And you'd be correct. Eight. Eight goals is spot on. I was right with eight as well. Fuck. I have smashed this, by the way. We have. Dundee and Rangers are coincidentally the next best. Oh, are they? Both six. That's close than I thought, in fairness. Yeah. So there's, there's my workings. Did it all today. Bloody hell. Yes. Wow. That is more effort than I've ever put in in any quiz. So, um, if you want to know how many he scored against uh, Greenwich Morton, that's a grand total of two. Um, Hibernian. That's mental that he's still got two. Four. Uh, Inverness, wow. one. Um, Lazio, one. La- Jablonec, one. Uh, Ezid Altmar, two. Fenijvaros, two. Um, I could bore you to tears with that. So wow. That's Fair play. Get to. Yeah, soccer base. Thanks very much for the assistance. Ah, um, and finally, the who am I? Which I'm really right. worried because I did have somebody in mind that I've altered against them and I've gone for somebody else. And oh, oh god, I'm worried that I might have made this too easy. But we'll find out. We'll find out. Ready? I'd like to place in the record right now. I'm happy with my results. Whatever you, happens, you've done. You've done very well. I have to say, <laughs> starting and start, but you did do. Very it was well. a starting and start. Right, let's You've go. Done very well in the three questions since. To conclude, you're who am I? I'd previously played in Norway, Spain and Portugal before the Jambo signed me from a Bulgarian club after I turned down alleged interest from the likes of Benfica and Sporting Lisbon whilst in Portugal. After departing Hearts, I was top scorer for my new club in my first and only season there before joining a divisional rival. I went on to play for a European team that the famous have played this season also heading to Asia and North America where I was coached by one of the greatest Premier League players of all time in my position. I opted not to represent the country of my birth but have picked up 16 caps and scored 5 goals for my chosen national team yet haven't played for them in 4 years. Who am I? It's a lot of information there. A lot of information. A lot of spiel. Right, I'm doing guesswork here. get this here. man's Wikipedia up. Well, I have a feeling you do not believe Phil Neville is one of the best Premier League players <laughs> in his position. So, I'm going to assume you either mean Henri when he was in America or Rooney. Okay. Which would lead me to believe... The name that's jumping out at me, I don't think he's ever played in Portugal or anything like that. And I don't think he's played for Rosenborg, who I assume is the team, okay. is David Milinkovic. Right. That's the name that's currently thing. However, I feel like you would have mentioned Hull because he plays for them. I don't think he's. I can't even remember what nationality is. Who right, else you got so my... No one. <clears throat> currently, no one. Okay. Malinkovic is the only person I have. So, could I have in order his clubs, please? <laughs> yes, of course. If I get Hull, I'm going for it. Tonsberg, Ubeda Viva, Antequera, Atletico Balieres, Litex, oh sorry, Lulitano, Atletico CP, Litex Lovic, Litex Lovic 2, Hearts, Ado Den Haag, AZ Alkmaar, Rosenborg, Ulsan Hyundai CF Montreal 
Cambour FC Seoul. Right, it's not David Milinkovic then. <laughs> okay. Right. Montreal. Was that the one that Henri was at? Is that your second question? No. <laughs> I'm just saying that generally out loud. I can't remember where Henri was. And this is very much my blind spot because I only know that Henri and Rooney and Phil Neville went over there because Beckham hasn't coached. He's, he's owned he's into Miami. Yeah, did and you that's watch his documentary, Montreal. by the way, David I did. I did watch it. I thought, it. I thought Victoria came across really well in it. Yeah. I thought she seemed really nice. Yeah, they, just, they made a bit big nice deal out of some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Fair play. I thought it was well made. You've now distracted. I'm now wanting he's, to see David Beckham. He's absolutely stunning as well, David Beckham. He's the most. He's stupidly. Oh. He's got more attractive as he's gotten what, older as well. I, I agree, mate. What a handsome It's ridiculous. Man. It's absolutely ridiculous. I like the wee barbecue they had at the end. <laughs> I like his skinhead. He was right. I did like his skinhead. I liked his skinhead as well because that's kind of what I think of when I automatically think of him. I know when that... Fuck the who am I? Let's just think about David Beckham's best hairs. <laughs> um, right. I don't know if I want to limit myself to a time period because I have no idea who... But then if I say the position, that's probably not going to help me because I'm assuming it's an attacker anyway. He played for a fair few teams there. He certainly has. Between what years was he at Hearts? 2016 and 2017. Shit, it could be Milinkovic and you've just not included Hull <laughs> for some reason. Right. The only other name that's in my head is Bjorn Jonsson. Okay. But I don't think he's played in Portugal and stuff like that. Right, okay. Juanma? Did Juanma... Juanma's been about. Did I tell I you? Juanma's sang... been about. Have we not done Juanma already? Can't remember. Have I we? can't remember either. I don't know. I was meaning to go through them all in the international... Same, program. I need to do it. I, do, to I really need to do it. Some lazy bastard. I feel like we've done Juanma. No, if anybody, fan, anybody fancies a shout-out, they can go through and do them all and we'll give oh, you a shout-out Oh, I do that, right. For whatever right. reason I've... Nobody listens to this, but you're more than welcome to one. 2016 and 17. No, it can't be Juanma, because we signed Juanma in the 15-16 season. Because he scored in the 4-3 St. Johnston opening day. I I think that's Dad's only ever first goal scorer success in a Hearts game ever. (laughs) (laughs) Me and him celebrated like we'd won. (laughs) Exactly. I thought we... He scored they two goals, and I was like, this is it. We've got him. <laughs> cracked it. Him and So were sorted. Goals. Oh, Johnson came in that season. Oh, but did he... He's like American... Why? But nah, he's American-Norwegian. Why would he be at Port... Why would he be in Portugal? And then he would go on to be... Oh, I'll be honest, I can't even think of anybody else. I'm just going to have to say... I don't think it's right, but I'm going to go beyond Johnson. That's my final answer. <laughs> I don't know what this reaction is. You have got to be kidding me. Is it your Johnson? Fucking Oh, you've got to be wiping me up. What was he doing in Portugal for all the years? Because he was, he was American, but he played for Norway. Or he was That's Norwegian, right. but played for America. That's yeah, because right, I was, I was going to say one of my clues. 
the emergence of one of the best players in the world now takes my place for the national team. I thought I'd give it away. That would have got it. Oh, I, I am. am but this I'm is the best quiz I've ever done, and I'm, I've I'm, I've had five out of fives, and I think this is better. I knew, I knew I should have given more effort for the quiz. I'm spewing. I'm, I'm not. I'm myself. I am buzzing. But yes, you you are right in terms of the clues. Yeah, go over all the clues. So yeah, he was playing for. Uh, hold on a second. He was playing for was it Lulitano? Yes, Lulitano yeah. and Atletico CP. I remember him. I remember hearing that he left us and had like a class season with somebody. So Ado Den Hag in the right. Eredivisie, he then right. he then got a, I think it was a two million pound move to AZ off the back of that season because he was top goal scorer for. I want to say Ado in, in the league, but 19 goals in 34 games. Bloody hell. What a wacky, wild career. Um, then, yeah, it's, it's funny saying that his performance was substandard at AZ, so that led to a half-year loan spell at Rosenborg. Um, it was under Henri at CF Montreal. Right, so I was, was right yeah, with Henri. You were, you were right under Henri, because, again, the, the position, striker, yeah. striker. Uh, trying to think what else yeah so Rosenborg I'm so chuffed and yeah he was that. born in the States but as you say American Norwegian so <laughs> now he's competing with Erling Haaland for the striker yeah. berth for Norway so I can see why he's not got back in uh, but he's still only 31 Bjorn Johnson I thought he was that's crazy I thought he was on a bit and he said so one, can you ask like 24 1, 2, 3, 4 5, 6, 7 8 9 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 clubs, and we were... That's crazy. 5, 6, 7, 8th. Bloody hell. I am so... I'm I'm most chuffed with Scott Severin and Bjorn Johnson. I genuinely feel sick. Like, I I thought this was meant to be a nice therapy to, like... This has made me feel class. After the weekend, I feel like genuine shite. I'm going to ring some admins and everybody else tomorrow. I promise you. I am absolutely buzzing. And we hope that you're buzzing after listening to this. And we hope it's helped you in some way. Because it certainly hasn't helped Adam, but it's certainly helped me. So, if it has, please leave us a review on any podcast platform that you're listening to. If you've been watching us, get me get happier and happier and happier and Adam stay furious. On YouTube, please leave a like, subscribe and comment massively helps us out. Perta Paisley on all the socials. Perta Paisley at gmail.com as well if you want to fire us over. Anything on there, Adam, where can they get you on all the socials? They can get me on all the socials where I'll be posting the 2017-18 compilation of Bjorn Johnson at Ado Den Haag, uh, at Adam T. Kendall. And what about yourself, mate? I really liked Johnson when he was at us, by the way. I will just say that. Uh, yeah, he offered us something. He was fine. He was all right. We've had worse. Very many worse up front. Yeah, Jesus. definitely. Uh, I am at DMacIver22. We'll be back next week with an earlier day to discuss the hope, maybe shockingly good result at Ibrox, preview the Livingston game, and the then small matter of <laughs> semi-final at Hamden as well against the same opposition as this weekend. But until then, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Get a face! Morning, JTs! <laughs>